1: Um, But Give him a voice Speaking instead It's resonating deep in your head With a mystique like scripts In ancient Greek you read Hieroglyphics Translate the kick The snare is mythic They all asking who is it He's something like a wizard Casting a spell on cats With like of inspiration His music bringing to life The dead in imitation Can't mimic the mind With your limited mind It's getting behind Pause for a minute in time And feel the energy Imparted from the artist on the stage Home is where the heart is And his heart is on display Words are never spoken But the message is engraved on his palms and translated through spiritual songs for your moms for your bros for your foes for your kids hold up let's tell them what it is listen i am the flyest entertainment i am the flyest uh, i i i I I, I, am the flyest entertainment
2: you you can
1: only hope to continue i am the flyest entertainment i am the flyest i i i I, I, I am the flyest entertainment only hope to continue. I met him at Cafe Coco on Elliston and Louise, came to show love to some of my MCs, put on the ones and tools as a stranger to my eye, moving to the music and flailing his hands high, motioning his fingers to get the I to reply, but it wouldn't make a sound, and I didn't know why Feeling the beats deep, sweat beating down his face The melody and rhythm they met in the sweet embrace Poetry, emotion, people starving for a taste. the taste Of musical satisfaction, they came to the right place Bass resonating, drums coming to fast pace Breathing heavy like he finished some 100-yard dash race Ace on the plates, space in the crates Hands on the wheels are still never it on the brace Face to face, ask him why he never speak found
0: his pistol on the ST and let it repeat like I
2: am the flyest entertainer I am the flyest <laughs> I, I, I entertainer you, you can only hope to continue I am the flyest entertainer
0: I am the flyest <laughs> I, I, I entertainer you, you, you can only hope to continue
2: Welcome back to The Antidote. I'm Dave Hawkins and thanks for joining in. I think our opening track, I Am, shows that we're heading in a different musical direction on tonight's show, and so does the conversation. I last spoke with Greg Freeman, who performs as The Quiet Entertainer last summer, for a really interesting talk that was way too short. Well, Greg and I met up again this summer for a second visit to speak about his role as an electronic hip-hop ambient music producer. Greg is a brilliantly insightful guy, and he shares a perspective of the music scene that's quite different from most of our guests on The Antidote. So this is pretty laid-back, just two guys who enjoy chatting about music. But Greg also got into how he crafts his art. And the two of us had a chance to talk way too much about how much we love the music of the band Mute Math. Well, Here's the first part of our talk with The Quiet Entertainer and the track Machismo. Greg Freeman is Quiet Entertainer here with The Antidote. Good to meet you again, man. Hey, good to meet you. I have a great memory from our last discussion and I look forward to round two. And it was very impromptu last year. This is impromptu again. And I said, I always like to be really organized. But you said you can talk about any topic under the sun. So I guess we're going to do that again. But seriously, talk about what you do as a musician, as a performer. Sure, so I am a DJ
0: and producer, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I make hip-hop and electronic music, and I try to blend the two as best I can, and uh, that's the what I create. And on the performance side, over the years it's been kind of a performance art type of thing. I I perform as a DJ, I perform the tracks that I create, but I also do uh, this kind of a persona that I've created called The Quiet Entertainer, which originally the name was just an online screen name to kind of remind me to stay humble and to be quiet about what you're doing and just do it to the best of your ability. But uh, when I started doing music, it became uh, kind of this like a blue man group meets DJ persona where I don't ever talk. and I use a sampler to say everything for me and i pantomime things and uh it's kind of grown i've done different things over
2: the years but that's kind of the crux of what i do musically and then also performance creatively okay so you're not talking on stage off stage you certainly make up for it yeah i uh i've read that I am an INFJ
0: in the Myers Briggs personality. Test kind of an introvert, so I'm very good one on one, but in groups I defer to other people, so as not to have to take over a crowd. Despite as much as I'm talking right now, I don't have a strong need to be heard over, you know, the masses. You know, I just I, just, I have my opinions, and if you ask, I will tell you, and if not, you know, do your thing. So
2: yeah isn't that radically different from most performers? Obviously, songwriters, bands, they've got a message they're trying to get across. There are so
0: many different types of performers and artists, songwriters, creators that express themselves and we all do it differently. It's the beauty of art and creativity, diversity. And I've seen a lot of extroverted performers, but I also see introverted performers. I was really surprised to see uh, how quiet Sonny from P.O.D. is. He's such a quiet man, but then he's has such an expressive performance, an expressive personality on stage, and I'm very much like that. I find that I can express myself more completely when I'm on stage, when I'm able to do this in this expressive, creative way. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people like that. They're able to switch it on and become this other person, and perform in such a way that's different from their personality and I think it's like a security blanket I know that when I get on stage I know what I'm doing I know what I'm gonna do it's something I've rehearsed and it's something that I put a lot of thought into but this conversation is very impromptu so like I don't know what I'm gonna say I don't know if it's gonna sound cool or if I'm gonna say the wrong thing or if I'm gonna offend you so I a lot of times there's a there's a fear of screwing it up so I you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be quiet about those things. But yeah, so there's, it's just a control, a fear thing. That I'm very comfortable on stage and I'm very comfortable with um, my performance and my music and it's where, you know, it's, it's my happy place.
2: creativity aspect a lot of people visualize a DJ as just drawing off of other people's music but there's really huge creativity to this yes
0: yeah, so when I say I'm a DJ all of my favorite DJs are also producers they also create their own music to me it's just an understood that if you're a DJ you also make your own music but uh, now there's DJs and there's producers and a lot of people make a distinction because there's beat makers and there's DJs. So for me the creativity lies in I make my own tracks from scratch and uh, I sit down and I just I, I come up with melody. I write melodies on my computer or on my phone or, or wherever and then I also I make beats. But I also there's a creativity in using samples, using the same sounds that someone else has made and using it differently, using it finding a different way to use that same sound in a way that someone else has not previously thought of or conceived. Uh, and really that's what we do with music. We're using the same 12 notes, and using them in different ways, different arrangements, and melodies that other people haven't previously done. So I do that same thing that a guitarist would do with melodies, I can do that with samples. Uh, I can also do that with melodies do that with beats. So, for instance, I'm playing a set tomorrow. I'm using a lot of my music. I'm also using tracks from other artists that I like, and I'm just weaving them in. Another DJ could take those same songs, the same tracks, and present them in a completely different way. You know, play them at different speeds, play them in different orders, different sections of different songs to create a completely different experience. And experiential art, the experience that you create for your fans, that is part of the creativity. and. Uh, that's what DJs do. and If a DJ doesn't make their own tracks, they're still creating this experience, this moment in time with you, the listener, where you you're, they're presenting this music in a way, hopefully they're doing it creatively, doing it in a way that uh, another DJ couldn't come behind and recreate. Uh, I think that is part of the, the artistry of DJing and hopefully it does not die out, but I, I believe as technology and just people just get more ideas that it continue to grow and progress. And that's the hope of any artist is that you progress your art form and your craft so that someone else can come behind and take what you do and do it in a completely different way. That's, that's what we hope.
1: put the trigger back in a submarine with a sword machine loaded In an ocean, high deep, keepin' up to leave a submarine and come on name, name by my notes, it's me and I'm sick of the prognosis Got more bars than bonnie five and I put you behind the right cow to I can make your mama really ride and own me, and your broke daddy is down and own me. Give me 50 bucks and 50 rolls, it should be in one of my videos, yeah homie, let's go! Hey! let's go, let's go! Let's go.
2: Entertainer mix of samples from Clams Casino, Star Slinger, Gold Panda, and Yellow Wolf. Do you think this really requires a completely different type of mindset from a traditional songwriter musician? I don't think so. I can't speak for other songwriters and musicians,
0: but I believe it's probably the same mindset. It's probably very similar. Uh, I would hope that each time a songwriter plays their song, they, you know, they're doing it for themselves, but they're also thinking about someone might hear this. What's that person going to hear, and you know, how is that person going to feel when they hear it? So I, I feel like a songwriter, even and a musician, more so than even just like a DJ and producer, because of my thought towards how people are going to connect with what I'm doing. Uh, I think that's the task of any songwriter, like, once they get past expressing themselves, or actually even when you're expressing yourself, you do so hoping that someone will understand what you're saying. I'm expressing myself to you in this conversation, hoping that you and whoever's listening will get it and understand and relate and learn something or just be like, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. And it's the same way with music. You hope that someone we hear a song and say, Oh, yeah, I like this song, or it reminds me of this moment in time in my life, or you know, this song makes me want to dance just like it makes you want to dance, and we're all doing this together. Uh, I think every songwriter or musician has that same kind of mindset, and I think it's, I would hope it's very similar. I, I'd have to speak to like a guitarist or a piano player, but I think we're all kind of very similar, and just, you know, this is probably way more deeper than we want to go, but I think all humans, when we create something, we're tapping into the same well of creativity, which is, you know, at the very beginning of the Bible, when God didn't have anything else to do, He created. And so, when we create something, we're tapping into this what it really is the image of God is like the creativity and I so because of that we all are gonna have the same mindset because we're all in the same image and we all are tapping into this same kinda creativity and so that's why I believe the mindset is the same um, that's what it means I think to be creative is to tap into a divine place which is godly I think but anyway
2: that's how I feel when you're talking about it this way it's like you're trying to deliver the music to the emotional side of a person. How much emotion is actually delivered in what you're creating? I
0: I would like to say a lot because I always feel some kind of way when I sit down to make a track. There's always something on my mind or there's always a mood that I hope is portrayed or when I create something that I feel one way about, I'll listen to it and then it makes me feel another way and then I'll go in a different direction. So there is a lot of emotion to it. I think music, well really all art, but especially music, so uh, it just just stirs such emotions just because of the memories or the moods or the feelings it can stir. Uh, So on my end, Dream Sequencer was one of my records. And Basically, it was me sitting up at night. I wrote a bunch of melodies on my phone Usually I had like a woman in mind usually some girl that I had a crush on and I couldn't get to sleep because I was thinking about her So let me just stay up and make a melody till I fall asleep uh, That's almost that entire album is stuff like that. So stuff like that um, You know, wanting to prove yourself, so the emotion of just like not feeling adequate so you want to do something about it and try to push yourself. Uh, I think there's motivation and emotion behind every track I've done and I would venture to say a lot of musicians feel that way if I were to ask a bunch of them.
2: has to work without having enough sleep maybe that's the reason behind the title of the quiet entertainer track insomniac remix when you're performing how does your audience react to what you're doing on stage just based
0: on facial expressions a lot of people have this weird look on their face like what is he doing but I also see a lot of smiling like the most common feedback I get is Man, you look like you're having a lot of fun, and I am. I love to do it. I pretend every time I perform that I'm playing the halftime at the Super Bowl, and I'm just, <laughs> I am having, like, this, just, just the, the performance of my life. Now, it's hard to do, and it's, like, not a lot of people, but, you know, I I, I just try to pretend. I I remember, like, uh, years ago, maybe 2001 uh, or 2002, you, two played the Super Bowl, and I thought it was just a great performance, and it was just, I don't know, something like... There was something just magical about that performance. And I just thought, man, I, I want my show to feel like this performance that I just watched. And so I try to, I try to give it that same energy. I, I, I try to think about that performance. And um, from when I see them on stage, they're usually smiling. But also, uh, it's a lot of people, because it's different from like a regular DJ show, it's kind of um, people are like confused. Like, do I dance or do I watch? Do I clap or what do I do? So there's a lot of confusion and maybe that's my fault, but um, I get a lot of mixed reaction for it. And uh, over the years I've tried to evolve the show and my music to a place where it makes it easier to make those decisions, but I still get a lot of that. Someone will either get way into it or they're gonna kind of stand and like, what's he doing? Because I'm also doing a lot of technical things with my gear, and there's I'm very busy up there, so a lot of people want to see what I'm doing. And I, I have noticed that the more artistic the show... If I were playing in a club, you know, I would be asked to not play, like, my music. I'd play a bunch of recognizable hits. So that's when, like, women come out. Women like to dance. Men like to watch, and usually... For my shows, lots of other DJs will come out and, and watch your show. And DJs wanna come and see what you're doing and how they can do it and, and so on. And that's what I do. So it uh, just depends on the type of show and, and who's there. But
2: that's kind of what I've seen as I perform, just those types of reactions. Well you brought up about the Super Bowl, to me the musical equivalent is who you've performed with. You've performed with Mute Math legitimately probably the greatest live band of all time what kind of an experience was that
0: they are my favorite band to walk the planet and uh, they know this Uh, I've known them a long time so I've toured with them twice and both tours that I've done uh, have been they've been amazing I get to watch them each each night they always bring it I don't know where they get it from every night when you see them come to your city and you think man they just they that was the greatest performance I've ever seen you have to realize they just did it the night before in some other city and that was also the greatest show they had ever seen and then the next night they're going to do it again to to find that well of energy or whatever they tapping into it was just very inspiring and it just made me always want to bring it each night you know from an energy standpoint but also they're really on top of it uh, they their chops as performers they just really they don't make a lot of mistakes uh, they, they bring a lot you know even to like their facial expressions and their what they're gonna do at each song and you know they are really serious about creating this experience for their fans that is so important to them, and it just makes it want to be important to me. But they, uh, you know, they've helped me a lot with just knowing exactly how my gear works. My gear is my, is my instrument, so being very great at that, you know, taking the time to prepare each night and understand what you're gonna do. And uh, it, they were they're just so serious about everything they do, but they do it. But they're such they're also fun guys. So I got a really healthy dose of serious and fun.
2: Knowing that Greg Freeman is a huge Mute Math fan came as no surprise that he put together a remix of the new Mute Math song, Monument. to your music though for a moment you talk about the creativity aspect how do you create what you do because here it is you're not doing it with lyrical content what gives it the flow and the continuity that you want it to
0: honestly you know what I I just kind of make these tracks I tinker with them until they sound good to me and I listen to a lot of instrumental DJs producers music things like that um, I guess I try to make songs that make me feel a certain way. Uh, I listened to, in 1996, I heard a song called Midnight in a Perfect World, it's by DJ Shadow. When I heard this song for the first time, I was instantly just taken to this other place. I can't explain exactly what I felt, but it was, I knew that like this song is, this is my new favorite song, and I I wanted to make sure that that's the kind of experience I created anytime I did a song. Uh, I, I'm working on a song and then I was like well how does this make me feel and then when I when I feel good about it that's kind of when I stop or you know maybe I'll run out of time that day or, or maybe I'll do whatever so I it just depends on you know a lot of different factors really but I do I draw inspiration from DJ Shadow and other instrumental producers like uh, Pretty Lights or even Odessa or whoever is out there. I draw a lot of inspiration from those people. RJD2 is out there doing great music. Just so much great music and I'm discovering great music all the time too. There's a guy in Canada right now, uh, 100 Bullets, who is a battle rapper and he's making beats now and the beats are really great. They're just so... Melodic and harmonically done well. I'm I'm learning a lot. I guess he's been doing it a long time, but I I just discovered him recently. He's putting out a lot of music right
2: now, and it's it's really great. So, okay. So the Pinnacle will be performing at the Super Bowl. What would be second best for the Quiet Entertainer? I would love to headline
0: something like Bonnaroo or. Lollapalooza, or some some crazy some,
2: insanely
0: some music huge. festival where everybody is like just going nuts to every little thing I'm doing on stage. The pinnacle of every like great DJ shot that I've seen from stage is like the DJ. He's got his hands up, you know, and he looks out, and it's just like a sea of you know just this huge crowd of people just going nuts and just acting up to your music. Uh, that would be awesome maybe going to another country i guess the super bowl is like the most watched music performance in the world i think just because it's broadcast everywhere at the same time so like i i think of that but um yeah just doing it i think that would be it maybe something like i i keep coming back to bonnaroo because i live in tennessee but uh, Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, Coachella, you know, something in another country somewhere, see the world.
2: that same question to you on a personal level or is there any way of separating what you do professionally as the quiet entertainer and what you feel in your personal life
0: I don't know how to separate it at this given moment maybe an hour from now it will come to me but I've put so much of myself into doing this I've been doing it for so it's been a decade I've put so much of myself into it I'm not sure if there's a personal success for Quiet Entertainer, the music project, that wouldn't affect me personally, or if there's a personal success beyond just playing in front of a lot of people. I guess, you know what, I think here's here's probably a good answer is I would love for my music to be respected and, and just seen as good, even if I don't get to that level. Like I would I would love for people to be talking and saying that what I've been doing artistically and creatively really meant something to a lot of people and to a lot of my peers, you know, uh, to mention DJ Shadow again. One of the things I like about him is other DJs just really revere him and it's not competitive. It's it's like, oh, we really look up to this DJ, you know, even though he does something completely different. We see the talent, we see the, the creativity and the thought and the effort and we respect it and he's one of the greats, you know for what I do, I will feel personally good if that ever happens to me um, as a musician. Especially because the stigma as a DJ is you're not really a musician, you're
2: playing other people's music and what you do is not really music, it's just you're pressing play, so. And you hear this also about electronic artists, which is really unfair. Yeah, it's not fair. People don't know what you're doing up there,
0: and so people can't speak intelligently about it because all they see is someone like pressing a button and pumping their fist, and they don't understand what work you're doing live in front of them. And a lot of times, they're not doing work, or they don't understand how much work went into making the song before you got on stage, and so people think, you know, well I can go see a, a guitarist or a drummer and they're actually doing it live in front of my face. What are you doing live in front of my face that I just paid to see? Hopefully not just pressing a button. So electronic artists there's a lot of lazy ones but there's also a lot of uh, really creative, like hard working ones that put a lot of thought into their live show. For electronic artists it's, it's difficult too because a lot of the extra work goes into the production and lighting and the you know the stage show and you know you don't have to do a lot of live things and there's so much can happen with technology but that's a cop out because so much can happen with any instrument that you still it doesn't mean you don't play it. it it just means you need to be that much more vigilant i have a set on my iphone in case everything breaks down and i just need to plug my iphone in i you know there's a lot of different ways to make it work so i think There's no excuse to be lazy, and I think electronic artists give people an opportunity to see them as a lazy artist, and it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I think about that. I think electronic artists have a responsibility to make sure that they're doing us all a favor.
2: time to time from Quiet Entertainer's 2008 release, Possibility. You know, Greg Freeman is one of those guys who you always want to meet for coffee and just talk about anything and everything, especially music. And new music is coming to The Antidote next week, and it's really going to be amazing. I received an advance copy of the upcoming album Ghost Ship from Theocracy a few weeks ago, and I've been dying to air it. But, you know, you got to play by the rules and not air it before its release date. Well, it's out this Friday, so next week I talk with Theocracy frontman Matt Smith about Ghost Ship, their past releases, and we'll even push the season a bit by chatting about Christmas tunes. If you're into progressive power metal or not, you're really going to enjoy this. Well, thanks for tuning in The Antidote, which is heard through the facilities of Trent Radio 92.7, F Peterborough, through our good friends in the U.S. at Clarice Radio, and coming in November, you'll also be hearing us on Grok Radio. Well, you knew there was going to be more of our talk from The Quiet Entertainer, and it's coming up, along with Greg's track, Questions Remix. Enjoy this, and we'll see you next week. Besides what you're doing, what other styles of music really grab you? Um, besides what I'm
0: doing, I really like hip-hop music and I like electronic. And I'm, the style of music I'm doing, I think is a blend of both. Uh, and, and that's really, that's like my wheelhouse. We have so much access to whatever type of music we want. I just kind of live there. Um, I have a Pandora station. And it covers a lot of ground, but most of it is hip hop, like '90s hip hop, and then also not 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 just '90s, but that's just that style of hip hop, like the, the boom bap style of hip hop. And then uh, electronic music, I like more chill electronic music, but uh, I'm getting into more bassier music. Um, a lot of it is just you know, I do the type of music I do because that's the type of music I like, and I just want to make music that I like and be a part of it Uh, I can't say that I listen to anything that I don't like so that's that's just kind of the that's the sweet spot Um, you know Mute Math for them being my favorite band they don't make the genre of music that I like you know what I mean they uh, they make something completely different but I see like elements of what they do and electronic music and hip-hop beats and what they do so I pull from that
2: We've been here with Greg, the Quiet Entertainer. Man, thanks so much. I love talking with you. we got to do this at least once a year. Hey, it's, it's a date, man. Every year,
0: right here. This is Greg, the Quiet Entertainer. You're listening to Dave and the Antidote Radio. Thank you very much for having me.